Guten Tag, Privet! Hello and welcome back to the Deuce Poir podcast. Here we are bringing a little bit of joy and light and laughter back into the world. The first thing we need to say, and this is being expressed directly to you, Oh my Lord, stop putting pictures of your ass on the internet. I say that, but then again, I mean, it's your ass. You do what you want to do with it. If you want to put it on the internet, put it on the internet just so that you're aware your mum is going to see it at some stage. So if you're happy to have that conversation with your mum, then go at it. But it's your ass. It's the internet. Eventually, the Venn diagram of your naked ass on the internet and your mum are going to cross over and they're going to see it. Hopefully not like, oh, has anyone heard from this story in Coming from America? Oh, of course it was Coming from America, where a woman was running her only fans account, nothing wrong with that, where she would do very sexually explicit stuff. Anyway, I'm not sure how it unfolded or you know, how the story unraveled, how she found out, but it came to be revealed that her number one supporter, I'm not sure supporter is the word that we should be using in this circumstance, and you're going to know why in a minute, her biggest financial contributor, yes, let's say it that way, the biggest financial contributor to her OnlyFans sexual contents page was her stepfather. Ew, 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 ew. Like she was in her early 20s. I mean, obviously do having an OnlyFans sexually explicit account. Um, Ew, 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 I can't, ew, there's not enough, ew, if you went and collected all the ew in the world, it would still not be enough to cover the reaction from finding that story. And I'm sorry, but I had to find out about it, so you had to find out about it. What would you do when you found If you found out that the number one contributor to your OnlyFans account was your stepfather. I mean, obviously, other than no refunds. Wow. They can never, ever have a family event or Christmas again in that household. Um, I like to think that she used all of that money uh, for her mum to separate from this pervert immediately. Uh, Don't watch sexually explicit stuff from your stepchildren if you needed to be told that. If you're like, oh, I wonder if this is bad, if this is good. This This is your sign. Don't do it. Don't do it. Cancel your subscription. Um, There's a difference between supporting um, children and stepchildren and then there's, you know, there's a criminal case pending. So here's me talking about happiness and light and what do I do? I ruin all of our days straight away. Ah! Forget about that. You know what? Ah, Purge it from your mind. Purge it from your mind. Fill it with the happy things. And when I say happy things, I mean Eurovision. Oh, my Lord, it's just a few months away. Yes, seven months and not five months as I originally thought. 
FYI, thanks for crushing my dreams and making me wait another two months. Thanks for the heads up. But seriously, you know what? This is a good time. If you are thinking, you know what? I want to go to Eurovision 2024. Mm, Am I going to be able to do it? Am I going to be able to afford it? It is a cost of living crisis at the moment. I get it. The way the world keeps spiralling at the moment, there is a very good chance that the Malamo Theatre will be filled with nothing but the people who live within walking distance to the theatre. So I get that. But if you are thinking, you know what, it's Eurovision, I still want to go, okay, let's start thinking about it. I had a bit of a deep dive. If I'm going to go to Malamo, Malamo, Medio. We're still having arguments around the kitchen about how to say it. Let's have a look at what it's going to cost you if you're going to go. I found this one site, which is, oh my, okay. You should plan to spend around 879 KR or $80 per day on your vacation in Melimo, which is the average daily price based on the expenses of other visitors. Past travelers have spent on average... $275 or $25 for meals on one day and $7.82 or 86 krona on local transportation. But as we will go on to find out from everybody else, um, apparently that person was living in their van um, and eating some beans that they bought from home. I don't know how they're surviving. On 275 krona? No, they can't be. They must be living in a tent because it's saying that they spent $7.82 on local transportation. So, BYO tent, apparently. Okay, current exchange rates at the moment. Okay, this is to let you figure it out. Sweden does not use the euro. I know everyone outside of Europe is like, oh, it's in Europe. It must be using the euro. No, Sweden is using the Swedish krona. Now, how this converts, a US dollar is worth 10.9 Swedish krona. An Aussie dollar is worth around $7. And a euro is worth around 11.6 krona. Okay, so pretty much if you're from the US, it's like a 1 to 10 ratio, Australia 1 to 7, Euro 1 to 11. Okay, but how do we work that out? What is an actual, actual Swedish krona worth? Okay, the way that I judge it, the way that you got to value every currency is how much it costs you to buy a beer. Now, looking at sources, again, we go from like the cheap beers all the way up to your fancy expensive beer. Now, normal cheap beer is about 50 to 65 krona for for a, for a cheap small beer or basically 70 to 80 krona for a pint. So, for Aussies, you're looking at about $10 a beer. Americans, you're looking around $8 a beer. That's actually not too bad. And actually, the good thing about being in Europe, all the fancy European beers that you're normally paying top dollar for um, are just like the local. It's like when you go to a pub in Brazil and you get the nuts. 
Hello, Brazil. Sweden had a referendum in 2003 asking the Swedish public, did they want to join the euro? They did not have enough to get a majority. They just missed out on a majority to join the euro. However, the euro may not necessarily have been the financial juggernaut uh, that some were imagining it to be. Now in Sweden, support for Sweden to join the euro is actually sitting at around 9%. So I think that's a big fat to Sweden ever joining in and getting the euro. It looks like, you know, to go just a simple, inexpensive restaurant, you know, you're looking around 300 to 400 kroner, uh, so about 30, 35 euros, obviously, all the way up to your top fancy shindigs. Oh, so here's a question here for all of our Swedish listeners out there. I I don't know if I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I'm a vegan. What are the best options for a vegan to eat in Sweden? Does Sweden have a lot of vegan options? If you're in Sweden, let me know, especially if you're in Malamo, Malama, Medio, let me know where do we need to go? What do you recommend we have to eat coming into Sweden? What are the delicacies? What are the best beers? What is going to make us go? (laughs) Also, what are the best places to pick up some hot Swedes and is also going to make us go? Mm. And a Claire, a grad student, we don't care. The only question I have is Sweden used to formally be the kingdom of Sweden. Now, I'm not necessarily a royalist or a monarchist, you know, eh, leeches, get rid of them all. But I do miss the old names. It just sounds better, doesn't it? The kingdom of Sweden, the kingdom of Australia, the lands of Australia, the red bushy land of the kingdom of Australia. It just sounds more dramatic. It just sounds more Lord of the Rings, more hobbity. The other thing that I did is I went and jumped on. Now, in Australia, we have this website. The government puts on this website in case you want to go to anywhere in the world. And it's, we're going to prepare you for what you're going to find in this country so you're not murdered and killed the second that you walk off the plane. Now, there are some countries and there are some parts of the world where, honestly, I get it and people are dumb and they need to be reminded that they're dumb and we have it so privileged here in Australia. But honestly, if you listen to the Australian travel advice, you would never leave the country. I can't help but think this is all some part of government plan. They're trying to make everywhere sound absolutely horrible, so you'll never actually leave the country and take your dollars out. But I looked at Sweden because I'm like, okay, it's Sweden. What could they possibly have to dramatically warn us about Sweden? This is how they casually, the Australian website casually begins with little tips for Sweden. Terrorist attacks could occur at any time. Maintain high vigilance in public spaces and take official warnings seriously. Avoid crowds, be aware of your surroundings and stay informed. What did Sweden ever do to you? Calm down. It goes on to tell us that apparently petty crime is common. 
take care in hotels and restaurants. Violent crime is rare. However, gang and organised crime do occur in restaurants of all places. So be vigilant and aware of your surroundings. They also go on to do a whole thing to warn you about winter. Winter is coming. Just buy an extra jumper and one of those rainproof jackets. I think you'll be fine. Take a scarf and a woolly hat. You Well, fake wool, obviously, but just take a scarf and a faux woolly hat. You could have just said that rather than winter, you will die. It's Sweden. Calm down. They're not trekking through the Arctic. And that goes on to remind you, oh, this is some good news for the Aussies and also America. Prepare to be jealous because Australia has a healthcare agreement with Sweden. So I guess if worse comes to worse, we will look after the Swedes and then the Swedes will look after us. Oh, universal healthcare, free healthcare for everybody, regardless of race, sexual orientation and income. Oh, all free. Woohoo! I'm just saying, you've had one revolution in America. What's another one? Storm the Capitol, eat the rich. Anyway, but don't get too excited. You can't just rock up at a hotel and go, I'm an Australian, treat me for free. They still recommend you have travel insurance. And if you're an Australian, take a valid Medicare card. Here's something that I learnt whilst looking up Sweden, talking about things that you wish you never knew about Sweden. That's like when we were looking at Sweden at Eurovision and we were evaluating all their performances and we found out that Sweden is actually one of the world's biggest arm dealers in the world. What the hell? Ikea and war, apparently, are the two biggest Swedish exports. Huh? Apparently the biggest lurking risk other than gangs of out-of-control youths in restaurants, ticks. Don't look at me. This is okay. This is the internet, Sweden. Don't get angry at me. This is what the internet has to say about Sweden. Ticks are very common outside city areas from March to November. It then goes on to list some disgusting diseases that we can get from, including encephalitis and Lyme disease. I would have thought Lyme disease would come from a lack of limes, but there we go. Or maybe from too much lime. Oh, no, it's L-Y-M-E. I stand corrected. The internet recommends that you check your body and remove any ticks as soon as you can. It then goes into detail that you have to check everywhere including the little fold that a little tick may pop into. Ew, 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 ew. Which is, I mean, to be honest, when we think of Sweden, we all just imagine rolling around naked in a grassy field with a Viking. Now I'm going to have ticks in the back of my brain. I mean, also... Not just figuratively, but possibly literally. But I'm just saying, okay, we'll take that on note. Do continue to have your romantic fling with a Viking in a field. Go naked. Do what you've got to do. Just remember to check yourself for ticks afterwards. That is the weirdest STD announcement I thought I would never make on this podcast. But there you go. Ah. 
Have sex with the Swedes? Just check yourself for ticks afterwards. They ticks are active from March to November. Ooh, so Eurovision is going to be in peak tick season. Maybe that will be the mascot this year. The internet recommends to protect yourself from disease. Make sure your accommodation is insect-proof. Always use insect repellent and wear long, loose, light-coloured clothing. Oh, all the easier for a Viking. And a tick to rip off, apparently. Uh, Let's see, but it also recommends. Okay, apparently it's not just after making love to a Viking, but also after visiting forests. Whether you have or have not made love to a Viking, please check yourself from ticks and make sure you remove them as quickly as possible and monitor the tick bite sign for any sign of infection. I think that goes for any romantic encounter on holidays, does it not? Now, if you're going to pack up the kids in the car and toodaloo over to Sweden, here is an interesting fact that I found about Sweden. It is illegal to use physical punishment on children. This includes threatening a child with physical punishment. If you do, local authorities can take custody of your child and prosecute you. So basically, threats can only be made once you're an adult. And again, just a shout out everywhere to everyone, anyone out there who is raising a child right now and it has been screaming in the supermarket and you haven't just walked out of the supermarket and just left it in the trolley. I salute you. You are a hero. Other thing you have to consider, if you're like, oh, you know what? Oh, my mum's Swedish. I have Swedish blood in me. I shall to return to the land of my people. Just recognise Sweden recognises dual nationality. So if you're a dual Australian Swedish national, check your military service obligations. Otherwise, you might be flying in and not flying out for four years. The other thing our government wants to warn you about is that because it is a free society in Sweden, be aware that protests or demonstrations can occur. How is that a shock? We're in Australia. We're a free country. Demonstrations and protests can occur and do occur. Monitor the media for possible unrest. I can't remember the last time I monitored the TV for unrest on the streets of Sweden. Besides, we've all learnt it's not on the streets, it's in the restaurants, damn youths. But again, the Australian website, it wants to go on, it wants to let you know that any public protest or event can turn violent at any stage. Okay, I take it back. The Australian government is not just trying to keep us out of Sweden. It's not just trying to keep us in Australia. It is trying to keep us at home in a basement. Calm down. A bit further down, in case your mind has, you know, uh, forgotten the danger that's lurking, they want to go back just to touch on again about the hungry gangs of youths in restaurant, um, it will stress that violent and other serious crimes are rare. Then what was the last five pages of hysteria, Australian government? What were they? The demonstrations! 
the protests for cheaper lettuce and electric cars. They could become violent and rambunctious at any moment. So apparently, no, violent and other serious crimes are rare. (sighs) Or again, they're back. However, gang and organized crime do occur, mainly in the three largest cities, Stockholm, Gothenburg, and Malmo. Malmo? Maybe Maybe that's the problem. Maybe the people in these gangs need to, you know, get out. Just get out into the countryside. Just get some fresh air. Do some hiking. Maybe it's all the ticks. Maybe that's why they're so angry. Has anyone has anyone checked them for ticks? The Australian government goes on to let you know that while violent incidents are rare in tourist locations, except for the restaurants, of course, where it's all kicking off, you should still be cautious, be vigilant. In Gothenburg and Malamo, gang-related violence does occur more frequently in the city centre, especially at night. So pissed people, all right? This is not I don't think this is just a Sweden issue, okay? This is literally any place anywhere, Friday and Saturday night, 3 a.m. in the morning, pissed teenagers. The Australian government insists that pickpocketing and bag snatching are common and on the rise in Stockholm. <gasps> okay, for anyone in Sweden, let me know. Does the Swedish government have like a similar site that gives you like travel advice and warnings and tips that are going for other countries? If you do, I would absolutely love if you could go and have a look and see what the Swedish government talks about coming to Australia. I want to know if it's all, oh, my God, they might be protesting about tax on Vegemite at any moment. They'll throw their crocodiles into the air. The government says that pickpocketing and bag snatching are common and on the rise in Stockholm. I never see this on House Hunters Internationals. Criminals may work in teams. One distracts the victim while the other carries out the theft. Take care in hotel and restaurants. Thieves steal bags and purses when you're distracted. Looking at the fighting youths, no doubt, throwing their finger buns at each other. Honestly, what is it? Who knew the biggest death trap in Sweden were their restaurants? And if you take nothing else from this, when you're in Sweden, if you decide to get a little car and you're going to drive yourself around, just remember that your headlights must be on at all times times regardless night day morning afternoon just put your bloody headlights on just something for you to start thinking about thinking about can you make it to sweden 2024 Woo! next week oh we got a little more eurovision goss oh my lord countries have already started picking out who they're sending. It's exciting. We'll talk a little bit more about that next week. In the minute, just work out how much you've got to save up, how many beers are you going to need for two semifinals and the grand final, how much bug spray are you going to need, and do you have what it takes to eat out in a Swedish restaurant? Da-da! <laughs>